Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome to our podcast, Unknown. Where we break down untold and untrue Black history facts. I am your host, Erica. And I'm your co-host, Darnell. Let's get, 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 get it started. We're here. Yes, we are. Hey, Darnell. How's it going, Erica? Good, good, good. I'm, you know, trying not to uh, uh, slip into existential dread. That's it. I mean, you, know, you look. The, I mean, it's, the, it's the what basics. happens, you know? The, the yeah, basics of living normal. in 2020. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the three things. It's it's race, it's fires, and it's pandemic. It's like a trifecta. It's perfect. It's fun. Everything is okay. <laughs> Everything is awesome. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a black team. <laughs> That was a good movie. I want to write a musical. Yeah. Um, so but yo, we made it. We made it to our final episode of Unknown. Nine. I'm excited. Nine. Woo! Clap it up. Yay us. No, right? This is uh, so I, I didn't I didn't think that we would be able to make it past, you know, the trauma that I went through of being the token that took Ooh. a while, a lot of therapy to get mm-hmm. through, but I'm, I'm glad we made it. I, I think we're really, I'm, I'm going to enjoy this. Yes, really am. I, I am too. It's uh, it's nice when you can create things with friends. So I'm glad we made it this far and didn't bow out halfway through and throw in the towel <laughs> and say, fuck it. Uh, so yeah, we, we actually made it. Nice. I know. So this is the last episode of the season. Mm-hmm. So I'm really, really, really going to enjoy this one. What are we doing this week? This week. We are going to be diving into the story of the first black sitcom. Ooh. And Darnell. Black sitcoms. Yes, black sitcoms. Darnell, before we really jump in, I actually have a surprise for you. I have a quick trivia questions. Oh, you know, I love trivia. <laughs> Good. And by love, I mean, I, I dread trivia because I always get them wrong. Go. <laughs> a little surprise. Okay, I got three questions. Let's see. How many seasons did Dark Skin Aunt Viv play in fresh prince the first three. Oh my god you're good yes <laughs> yes oh, we need a, we need somebody to do it i'll, I'll i can add it in there drop it in there later okay. that's good right. i thought three. that was going to be a hard one okay uh uh-huh. so bruh man what floor did he uh-huh. stay on oh we everybody know that bruh man from the fifth floor hey. we know that. Hey. and so you, the audience knows he's throwing up his fingers like a real nigga yeah. would do so extra points, <laughs> extra points for the <laughs> authenticity. <laughs> okay, okay. And the last question, okay. really quickly, uh-huh. who was Urkel's alter ego? Oh my god! What was the name? Oh my god! You talking about the man that wore the white suit that knew how to dance around like Brian McKnight? <laughs> you mean Stefan? Yeah. Arkell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> ding ding ding! Yes. Congratulations. Oh, oh, good. Thank you. See, I, I, I was sweating for a little bit. I didn't little... do good on my SATs. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but you know black sitcoms. Congra- do, congratulations. So. Thank you so much. <laughs> but Thank you so I'm much. so excited to talk about this one. But yeah, so we're talking about black sitcoms. Oh, black sitcoms. How I Miss Thee. Martin. Fresh Prince. Family Matters. 227. And of course... We are living single. Oh, what a nineties kind of world. I'm glad I got my girls. 
You know, Ooh. singing on Zoom, it sounds like it's like I don't know how they do it. Like the rock groups and stuff like that, they be linked up. I don't, I, I don't well, get it. I don't singing when you can't sing, so that's my that's hey. my problem. Hey. I can't even believe I just <laughs> even tried to do that. It was terrible. It was terrible. But living single is my jam. That's my show. I know, right? But we're going way back, way back. Like back before the show two two seven came out. Yep. And back before Good Times and back before the Jeffersons? Way back. Oh, you must be talking about. Yeah, of course. We got to take it there. I know, but it was kind of. Ratchet before it was a thing. Yeah, I know. But, you know, that's going to. Scare all the white people. I know. (laughs) know. They have have not heard this story. Like a lot of shit went down during this time, Darnell. And you're gonna talk about the, uh... you know, the the male stripper, the imported alpaca, and buckets of fried <laughs> chicken. Yes, we're gonna get into all that shit because this is a story about black ownership, the deep bond between two friends, and how a little thing like money ruined it all. A little thing like money. Money is a lot. I mean, you know, adjusted for inflation. Yeah, I guess you're right, but. It was a lot of money, but not enough to destroy a TV show, to throw away an entire friendship. Again, money is a lot. <laughs> I mean, what you trying to say? I'm trying to say, like, you and I are cool for now, but, you know, with the right price, the money, I'm just saying. Who knows? Who knows? Good to know. I mean, I haven't sold a show yet, but you know, I would put you on as like a producer and stuff. I'm just joking. You know, money would never come between you and I. I mean, that's that's good to know. I'm I'm glad to know that. I, I hope when that call comes, you'd at least call me. Uh, new phone. Who this? <laughs> nah, you know I would. Uh, what? You know what? I would not. I wouldn't even do I it. I just had you over my crib last I night. I know you cook you for me. me like you know I. I'm not even gonna. Yeah, nah. Money. Yeah. I would never let money be- come between us. I'm. I'm. I'm glad to know that. That's. That's really good to know. So, I guess we should probably get to it. And our story starts in Harlem, New York, 1954. You remember a show, Amos and Andy? You remember that show? No. <laughs> so, for everybody out there that doesn't know, Amos and Andy was the first TV series to portray black people. It had just mm-hmm. gone off the air for good. And we were suffering from a disease called whiteout <laughs> at the time. <laughs> What's whiteout? Tell me. Because of the sheer amount of white people on the screen back then, <laughs> black folk would experience temporary blindness whenever they watched TV for too long. <laughs> It's kind of like staring into an eclipse or watching a Barry Manilow music video. Okay, got it. Okay. Yeah. Our story focuses on two pioneers, Lamont Grant and Regina Baxter, Gina for short. Two friends who spent their days as kids getting ass whoopings because they stayed out too late playing wall ball. You know, that ride or die, that friend, that's them. One time, Lamont got a bad report card, and Gina hid it for him at her place so the dad wouldn't give him an ass whooping for 10 years. That's a real ass friend. But of course, Lamont's dad eventually found out and still whooped his ass. So, you know, it's the thought that counts. That's what Gina's for. But you see, they were upset that they didn't see enough black people on screen. So 
where Lamont saw a reason to get angry, Gina saw opportunity. Gina's mom used to run numbers for the mob and her dad worked in advertising. And Gina studied every bit of information she could find about the television industry. She was a hustler. So I like Gina. She sounds like dope as shit. I like her. Uh, wait, so what about Lamont? What did, what did he do? You know, Lamont, he's a retired pro football player. You know, you know the nigga. He had his moment in the sun. Everyone loved him. He had money, cars, women. But as soon as that nigga got hurt, they dropped his ass. And Lamont, you know, he's a good guy. You know, he's not, you know, he's not a bad guy. He just doesn't really have any schooling. You know, he didn't really graduate from high school. He has no discernible skills outside of football. Sounds like a large majority of that of football, ex-football players, unfortunately. And he also sounds like OJ. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't want to bring I, I was just like I can't help but wonder but okay Muse OJ before I mean, OJ or I don't when was OJ OJ I don't know I don't know I mean if the character description fits you must acquit you know? <laughs> y'all just, just say me took my water I'm just saying if the character that's, that's, that's what you call spit take say everybody say that again that, I said if the character description fits you must acquit <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll see if we keep that in. We'll we'll see. We're gonna get sued. We don't know if that's politically correct. We're gonna get sued. I know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, so they would sit a lot, you know, watching TV, and a lot of times, obviously, Mont would be watching TV too much, and he would get white out. And a lot of times, Gina would have to be there putting eye drops in his eyes. And as she's watching all these white people on screen, that's when she had the idea that they should create their own TV show. The first black sitcom. And over the next few months, Lamont would go over to Gina's place and they had their plan. Well, you know, kind of Gina basically came up with everything while Lamont just kind of shook his head and agreed. You know how most niggas do. Mm-hmm. She got, mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of like how I do a little bit. You have all the great ideas and I, you know, just, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of nod. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know how we do. Mm-hmm. She got, you know, she's smart. Like I said, she's a hustler. She got every book from the library she could find. She studied up on how to write a script. She borrowed a typewriter from that nerdy guy she used to date. You know, and every time he came, he would sound like Blank Man. <laughs> you talking about the uh, 90s movie with uh, old Damon Wayne's Blank Man? Yeah. You mean that, that dope piece of art from the golden age of movies? I didn't mean? say it wasn't dope. I just, I, I like Blank Man. That was one of my favorite superheroes. He was awesome. He made that, you know that sound. It was like, eh, eh. That's the sound that her boyfriend used to make. So. Ew, okay. That's, yeah. uh, fellas, that's not the sound you want to make <laughs> when you're coming. Yeah, take take notes, guys. Don't make that No, sound. thank you. Don't, don't do that. Yeah, no, thank you. So she read all the books. She had the typewriter. She spent the next two months banging out the script for their TV show. Wait, okay. Uh, what's the name of the show? Oh, oh, you don't know the name of the show? It's the best name in the world. Hanging with the Jeffermans in two two seven, having good times. <laughs> that was the name of the of the TV show. So that's the name of the first black sitcom. I love it. First black sitcom, totally original, right? <laughs> totally original. Yes, I love it. Okay. Tell me more. Yeah. Yeah. It, it followed the misadventures of a 20 to 30 year old friends in New York City. There was Jamal, a struggling actor, Monique, a chef, Rochelle, a waitress who hopes to get into fashion, and Randy, a paleontologist. And of course, 
the Chandler, who hates his job <laughs> in data processing. And you can't forget Phoebe, a masseuse and musician, spelled with an F. The <laughs> <De> Chandler? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know how we do in the hood. <laughs> okay, this sounds a lot like also another show, but we won't, we won't even name it. But I ha- no, I have to because it sounds a lot like Friends, like Chandler, Ross, Rachel... You know, Phoebe with a PH. <laughs> n- n- never, never heard of it. Okay. Never heard okay. of it. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> n- never heard of it. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. But again, I said the Chandler, Phoebe, spelled with an F. That's completely different. And plus, this show had black people in it. So That's true. Friends didn't have black people. Obviously, yeah, obviously. Completely different show. So Gina knew that she could use Lamont to get them out to L.A. to meet all the big wigs in Hollywood. Because, like I said... He was a football guy, so he had all his football connects. And Gina was smart. This was the 50s, so she knew nobody was going to take a meeting with a woman, especially a black woman. So she used this nigga Lamont like a caramel-skinned Geppetto, just pulling them strings. And eventually, she got a small up-and-coming network to green light that show. Okay. Yeah, they got a fucking show! They have a fucking show. Wow. <laughs> Best sound effect in the business. <laughs> um, <laughs> did she trademark that? I feel like she should have trademarked that. Like, who's like ad lib is that? What? You don't know what that sound is? Ew. No, I just know how to do it. Bodak Yellow. Bodak Yellow. Cardi. Oh, really? I was yeah, I was thinking it was like sound. way, way back. Okay, we're getting off track. Let's oh, yeah, get back to the yeah, black her Gina show. Let's she showed the, a show. Yeah, that, That's that amazing. Let's get back to that. Exactly. So, like I said, they got a show. The network gave them a budget to shoot a pilot, and if they killed the pilot, they would get enough to shoot the rest of the season. Yeah, look at that. I love black women just willing shit into existence while the men just sitting there with their hands in there, taking all the credit. Mm-hmm, typical. Typical. You know, of course. And, and like every industry, Hollywood was a real sausage party back then. Just a bunch of dudes patting each other on the back for doing the minimal work. So, of course, everyone thought it was Lamont that had this brilliant idea. (laughs) They actually thought Gina was his assistant, which was crazy. But Gina didn't care. She knew what she had to do to get where she wanted. And Lamont was a good enough friend to support her. Aww. They were a great... I I know. (laughs) It's so sweet. It is. You know, it's it's like us. We have that kind of bond. I don't know know why you keep comparing us to this. You should stop. We're, we're, Stop bringing we're, our we're, friendship we're, we're, into this. We'll talk. Le- we'll talk after. Jeez. We'll talk later. Definitely. <laughs> they were a great unit, you know, for now. Okay. <laughs> a little foreshadowing. See, what's what that sounds like? Something's crazy is gonna happen. I mean, not quite. Not quite. First, of course. First things first. They needed to pack up all their shit and move across country, but they weren't exactly flush with cash, so. Mm-hmm. They couldn't pay for movers. Gina had to come up with another plan. She always got a lot Harness. of plans. <laughs> she's, she's a woman with look, a plan. When, I love it. When when your mama is running numbers and your dad's in advertising, you know, you just kind of get the best of both worlds. You know what I mean? So she always knows <laughs> that she has to come up with stuff. Uh, okay. Advertising and really, running numbers. Really. Okay. Yeah. I like it though. Just think of her as like a young black Don Draper from Mad Men. You know what I mean? Just hustle. Mm, I never saw that show, but... I will just imagine. <laughs> yeah, just imagine a bunch of white people doing crazy stuff like every oh, show. Oh, yeah. Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. 
There you go. Boom. Nailed it. That's exactly okay, what it is. Cool. Yeah. Got it. So she knew that she needed to harness the power of niggas to get their stuff moved. <laughs> and you know how you get niggas to do shit without paying. Food. Exactly. <laughs> always. Exactly. It's always food. Just feed niggas. Exactly. <laughs> they threw a big ass cookout in their backyard. Five dollars a head. But they were smart. They didn't actually start cooking until everybody was there to help them pack up their stuff. Oh, so that's why we do that thing where we don't start the barbecue until everyone arrives. Mm -hmm. And then you just don't Mm -hmm. eat until three hours later. Mm -hmm. What are we doing with all the extra time, people? What? What? You know, doing stuff, moving TVs around, helping people. <laughs> you know how we do. Every time you come to a barbecue, don't they somebody ask you to do Creating stuff? Creating like a, a playlist. Yeah, like, bro, if I come to your barbecue, I'm here to enjoy myself, not work. Why you put me to work? Black you know how we Whew. do. <laughs> but even better, you know, they, they, made, they made good money doing, you know, $5 a head, but they needed more. And coincidentally, Lamont had a bunch of cheap liquor from his football days. So they even had a bar. So they invited a few honeys from around the way, and they turned Lamont's backyard into a late-night strip club. Wait. <laughs> so wait, they just got a show, Greenland, and mm-hmm, they're moving from mm-hmm. New York to L.A., mm-hmm, and they it, need yeah. money to get there because, you know, exactly the industry don't be trying to pay you on time. Just a little back Fact, knowledge. You've got to ask for your shit. Mm-hmm. So, to do this, they threw a barbecue, and now they're having a strip club in the back to pay for it. Look, this is the thing. The kids the kids come in the front for the barbecue. The adults come in the back for the strip club. I mean, it's, you know, I think it's, okay. I think it's a good business. I think it's a good business. After Once it gets dark, you know, anything is possible. What? Okay. Yeah, I wonder what a strip club in the 50s looks like. Okay. Just, just imagining. Keep, keep yeah, going. I like it. it. I like yeah, it. I like, it. Where, yeah. I like yeah. where this is headed. There you go. Yeah. And by the time Lamont and Gina were done with their barbecue and strip club, they ended up raising enough money to pay for their flights and a deposit on a new place. Damn, they niggas was making it rain in the 50s. I like it to help to help people out. But this is good because this makes me feel good. uh, And I think I can actually take over from here. I'm going to I'm going to take over the story. I know we've never done this before in an episode, but I'm going to hijack. And ask you to pass the mic okay do your thing okay okay thank you thank you thank you so when gina and lamont moved to la to tape their pilot on the first day they roll up to the sound stage and they see the name of their show hanging with the jeffermans and 227 having a good time (laughs) on the outside of the sound stage and they're like super fucking geeked and once they get inside the sound stage and a soundstage is a giant soundproof building where they build sets and film and TV movie shoes. Real freight Hollywood shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you for that, Darnell. Yes, that's all correct. That is what a soundstage is. So Gina and Lamont walk in and shit is booming. Like the crew is already setting up the lights. People are like, so-and-so report here for hair and makeup. Where's the grip? I need more Dasani at Crafty. Lots of like Hollywood shit is just like going around. And then my Malcolm Daniels walks up. Ooh, Malcolm, my guy. Didn't know, didn't he murder his wife? Yeah, nigga, why you always bringing up old shit? <laughs> get off, oh get God, off him. Snitched. He got off. Like, don't worry. Like, 
<laughs> we got a lot of OJ, OJ, OJ esque people in this store. <laughs> everybody, all the niggas was OJ in the back of the day. He's just the only hey, one that got caught. <laughs> but he did get caught because then he got off. Okay, anyways, sidetracking. <laughs> so. In the 50s, Malcolm was like the up-and-coming A-list black actor. He was foin, foin with an F, and he was like funny as hell. So Malcolm walks by, and he asks, like, who's in charge? Gina's like, me. That that would be me. I'm the boss showrunner. And Lamont is cool with that because, you know, he knows his lane. And Malcolm is like, okay, cool. Mediocre women don't intimidate me say what Mm-mm-hmm. he's i mean again this is like the 50s so niggas was like hella sexist so it's fine gina has heard worse like all women have <laughs> so malcolm holds up the script that gina wrote and asks about his his phrase that's repeated like 15 times in the pilot booyah baby <laughs> and that's gina and lamont's like favorite part of the script like that's not gonna change they thought it would be cool if <laughs> yeah they thought it'd be cool if every time malcolm's character entered a scene left a scene even halfway through the scene <laughs> sorry even halfway through the scene said this catchphrase booyah baby but malcolm was like no you know actors actors are divas <laughs> no 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 Fire him. <laughs> he doesn't deserve to work in this town. Yeah, I was, I'm you feeling some type of way. Y'all got beef or something? Yeah, nigga, fucking pull up. <laughs> I got words for you. Damn, y'all aggressive. Shit. Okay, calm down, calm down. Nah. Nah, if you telling someone to pull up, you got to be ready to fight. Like, can't just be like throwing that out there. Chill, Darnell, chill. Y- yeah, maybe. I'm I'm good actually. I'm gonna drink my grandma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll uh, bleep the names out later. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Fuck that. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, Malcolm Malcolm says no. Like I don't want to, you know, say this like stupid little catchphrase. So they go back and forth until Lamont throws his weight around and promises Malcolm tickets to a football game and access to cheerleaders, which of course he wants. So booyah, baby is the official catchphrase of hanging with the Jeffermans in 227 having good times so Gina and Lamont hit the ground running and like the first few days of shooting were wild they were doing 16 hour days 16 hours for a multi-cam sitcom that ain't even legal I know like for people that don't know like it should not be a 16 hour day you should just should be like maybe like eight nine to ten if that but whatever it's you know this is also the 50s we were also allowed to smoke in planes in the 50s so weird things were just happening <laughs> yeah you could do lines of coke and exactly know, the the cocaine was in the coca-cola back then that's just how people Literally. were living that's what it wild, was liquid coke liquid coke wild times but so gina and lamont worked really well together lamont was able to sweet talk the actors and pacify the network execs anytime they came snooping around like what are y'all negroes doing in here are you over budget <laughs> <laughs> so, so stingy i know stingy yeah you know they don't want to get nobody like anybody hella stingy but because they already gave them like one third of the budget that they give like white shows and while Lamont was doing that 
Gina controlled production and directed the episode. Everything was good until it wasn't. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Very appropriate. <laughs> Not childish at all. So on sitcoms, on <laughs> sitcoms, <laughs> why am I thinking about come? I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I mean, it's been locked down, guys. Let's just keep it real. It's been locked down. Love lockdown. <laughs> Love and lockdown. Is that a reality show yet? Uh, we, we should <laughs> love and lockdown wow okay no so on sitcoms you usually like you know for people that don't know you usually like rehearse for a few days and then on the last day you film in front of a live studio audience Ugh, that ugly ass <laughs> laugh track whatever it's classic uh, the classic laugh track yes it's like theater but not so on the last um on the last day, the entire studio audience got food poisoning. <laughs> telling you, I'm telling you, it was Malcolm. Never trust chocolate. Okay, makers. whatever. You went blame- Morris, Morris Chestnut, um, Morris Chestnut. <laughs> you know? I'm looking at you like say say another dark Tyrese. I mean, you know, Tyrese, you know. baby boy. You can't trust that nigga. <laughs> you can't. Tommy, he ain't never had a job. That nigga was dark Yo. too. R.I.P. So you you can't be blaming you can't be blaming on that. Um, no, so it wasn't Malcolm. So no one knows like how it happened. But if I had to like make a guess, like it was probably the fact that they make these studio audiences arrive at six in the morning, stand in line outside the studio for four hours, then move them hmm. inside where they torture them with games and bad stand-up comedy, and then they feed them like once, and it's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich without the jelly, so it's just peanut hmm. butter. <laughs> so I'm surprised... Uh, Food poisoning was the only thing that took the audience out because I would have just died from fucking boredom. <laughs> Especially just peanut butter be sticking to your mouth and everything like you, that. Like you can't even right. talk. And how are you it's, gonna laugh mm. properly to you know laugh at the jokes for the show? Just wrong. Mm. So there's like no audience for the live taping of their show of their pilot. This is the first black sitcom, and they're not even gonna have a, like a live studio audience. Like, that's crazy. So Gina's freaking the fuck out because. Um, brilliant because brilliant people don't know how to control their emotions she's smart she's intelligent but like emotionally unstable for sure and as usual Lamont saves the day so he just runs out into the streets of Los Angeles and he runs to Hollywood Boulevard and runs to La Brea and runs to Ventura and Slauson Ave yep yep he runs all the way to Slauson Ave and Lamont just pulls stray people off the street and into the studio to fill the audience yeah, there's, there's probably some weird motherfuckers in that audience. Oh, yeah, definitely, because there's just some weird people in L.A. all together, and someone definitely, like, peed twice in the middle of the tape. <laughs> it was weird, but once that was done, they were ready to shoot the show, and from there, it was just smooth sailing. It went well. The show was funny. Malcolm was saying booyah baby in every scene and the audience was eating that shit up it's honestly where we get the the catchphrases of the 90s and stuff everybody's got their catchphrases for their favorite Mm -hmm. characters you know thank them and Mm -hmm. they rap they take a bow and get a standing ovation 
Booyah, baby. Nope. The end. No, nope, it ain't. It's not over. It's not over. Oh, what? But what more could be left? Because before Gina and Lamont wrapped on the sound and like actually like left the sound stage to go to the rap party at Chateau Marimont. I think that's I think that's right. Pronouncing that? Yeah, I think you got it. Yeah, Chateau Marmont. Marmont. Yeah, they partying at the Chateau. I dig it. Okay, real black luxury mm-hmm. shit. Okay. Yes, but before they even were able to get there, the network execs roll up. Yeah, it's always some white niggas got to ruin the party, man. I tell you every time. Yes. Yeah. They was like, nope, don't get in that car. We got something to say. And they tell Gina and Lamont that there is a dilemma with the show. Dilemma. The dilemma. The. You fucked me. I'm like, I was going to say the, the, the deluxe or something. I was mixing up my words. No, it's fine. The execs tell them that. So they tell them that that their existing time slot is not going to work anymore, but they have a backup slot and a location. So their new time slot is going to be 4.15 a.m. on a small Ukrainian station that they acquired. That they just acquired. Ukraine, I know. Like, what the fuck? Gina's like, why wouldn't we just air in the U.S.? Like, why are we airing in Ukraine? Where the hell is Ukraine anyway? Give me a map I would not know. Yugoslavia? I don't know. Is that Chez? Republic? Somewhere around those places. Prague? I'm just putting all those weird places together. That's where I think they are. (laughs) Just Europe. But on the edge of Europe. Because even Europe's not fucking with them. (laughs) Even Europe doesn't probably fuck with Ukraine. So they'd be elbowing them to the side. Like, no, y'all over there. Y'all the other Europe. Eastern Europe. The other Eastern year. Europe, yeah. So the execs give them like some BS excuse, but ultimately think that black culture is gonna really boom in Ukraine. And G- Gina and Lamont were confused as fuck. <laughs> like, and the execs basically say it's either this or the show gets canned and never sees the light of day. Oh, so okay, I get. It. I know what happens next. Gina's like, "Fuck no, it's either the U.S. or nothing." But Lamont is like, "A show is a show, no matter where it airs." So the two of them go at it for hours. Yep, exactly. No, that's that's exactly right. And they miss the entire rap party at Chateau. They miss the live jazz band, the fondue station, the free mm. liquor. And they miss Malcolm doing the electric. And they miss Malcolm doing the electric slide while screaming "Booyah, baby!" Oh man, "Booyah, baby!" No, I fucked it up too. Go ahead, "Booyah, baby!" "Booyah, baby!" Booyah, baby. <laughs> Damn. Yes. Yeah. And Gina and Lamont's friendship starts to crumble. Gina says no. She rather not do the show and the mot wants to proceed in ukraine during <laughs> the show and because technically lamont sold the show and has that relationship with the execs it's a go hanging with the jeffermans in 227 having a good time having good times <laughs> airs five episodes in ukraine before the show is taken off air. We're taking off the air. Why? You know, something about Russia, oil, and espionage. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> Just a lot of Some James Bond right. shit. Right. I don't know. But lots of black people died. So black shit ain't popping out there. And the white execs did not know that. 
Wow. So white people were wrong. Who would have guessed it? Who would have guessed? I don't know. No surprise there. But unfortunately, you know, that was the end of their friendship and it was sad because they had been friends for so long and were so excited to go on this journey with each other and like most friendships things got real nasty things got ugly because once money gets involved ruins everything ruins everything because gina got paid for the pilot but lamont scrubbed her name off of those other episodes so she wasn't mm, gonna mm, get mm, paid mm. for the show that she actually created so gina was feeling a little petty and you know what you do when you think you have a little bit of clout and a little bit of status you know what you do in 2020 when some celebrities got something to say and they want to call out people normally you go on social media and you blast them you call them out you know pull your receipts but back then in the 50s they didn't have twitter so gina decides to take out an ad in the newspaper blast in front page center fold baby calling lamont out what everything full blast so everyone can see and just start slandering him and she was on her typewriter going in because you know she's uh, an artist the wordsmith person sending shade before shade was a thing sending shade before shade was a thing and call him out and posted something in the newspaper so lamont got money so he's like oh i'm about to fight back let's go let's go you want these you want these uh typewriter hands let's go these twitter thumbs mm-hmm. so he also slanders her in the newspaper taking out several ads and he goes on tv he goes on whatever hot little station there is and starts going at it which is and and it was really sad to see this happening because no one cared that was the saddest part like they were going you know have you ever seen like a, a celebrity beef that no one cared about but they're going in on each other really hard and you're like y'all got each other's number why don't y'all just call each other and do this yeah. yourselves only got like five retweets right. like because nobody really gave a shit yeah. right mm-hmm. like why are y'all beefing like this is so sad you should really just work this out on your own so they wasted a lot of money like trying to slander each other back and forth um when they should have just you know maybe like invested that within themselves and went their separate ways. but f- friendships are hard breaking up is a, is a hard thing um and unfortunately, like, there's no happy ending here. Oh. Not at least for their friendships. That 10-year friendship vanished. And Lamont went on to found. Well, Lamont had some success, I'll say. I mean, his whole life has been successful. So, you know, everything just kind of went up and up for him. And he went on to found a little-known black network called EBT Networks. <laughs> wait, what? what? Wait, whoa. You heard me. EBT Networks? It's called EBT Networks. So let me guess. Does <laughs> EBT stand for uh, Educating 
blacks today. Yes, it does. Oh, oh, shit. How did okay. you know? <laughs> you know, I mean, it fit. You know, it fit. It does. The Educating Blacks Today Network. That's what he wanted to do. So they played hundreds of hours of trashy conservative black content. And some film called Baby Girl, like every single day at 2 p.m., like over and over and over. It was so ex- excessive. And and Gina decided to move from L.A. um, out to Wyoming, where she became a spiritual life coach. And one of her most recent and notable clients is a man called, uh, uh, shit, damn, what was his name? Like, Kane, Kane, um, Kanye? Kanye something? I don't know. What's that man's name? Oh, who knows? Who, who, who cares? Know. Yeah, something. Who, yeah. yeah, whatever. Who cares? Uh, yes, exactly. And that is our story about the first black sitcom. And that is our the end of our episode. Yes, that's the story of the first black sitcom that only aired five episodes in Ukraine. The end. Okay. Yay! <laughs> that was great. That was great, Darnell. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. I mean, you got to think about it. Like we were already popping in America. Now I find out I can fly over to Ukraine and people are going to think that we're dope over there because of this one show that only airs at 2 p.m. Apparently in the Ukraine. You must not have been listening to any of that. It doesn't air at 2 p.m. Oh, that's baby girl. Sorry. You know, I'm convincing. I'm, I'm mixing up stuff. Baby girl and okay. Jefferman. I was trying yeah, to. Okay. Yeah. So you aren't listening to the story at all, Darno. Trying to have a nice I like mean, wrap up. But sorry. <laughs> See what I have to deal with. Jeez. It's. And that's. It gets better. And that's our episode. <laughs> I thank you all for listening if you've made it this far in the podcast eight eight full episodes we really i think we really appreciate it even if you just did it because we're friends with you appreciate that so love all the support i'll take any sympathy (laughs) any pity yeah we're starting our only fans page you know pretty soon no you guys can start up for that yeah I'm not. That'll no, that'll no be that's a Darnell solo venture that he's doing. No, so no, if you guys no, like I, all of this, just go to his socials and check out his OnlyFans page. I am not a part yeah, of that. D D D Valley all over Cali. Check it out, everybody. You know? <laughs> D Valley, hey, P Valley. That's my show. That was good. No, we really appreciate it. It's been um, fantastic to have made this, and I just want to give a great you know big shout out and thank you to darnell my co-host for also doing this with me as well it's been fun buddy and i can't wait to see what happens uh potential season two do you think we should do a season two we should think about it i mean i think there's a lot of black history that we didn't cover, yeah so, we mean, still have the sounds... first black uh you know what? i'm 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 not even gonna say don't even do it don't even do it don't do it you know black people don't even do it no, but yeah, if you <laughs> if you like what we've done so far, let us know. Give us feedback. We're open to it. Um, and we have some amazing ideas coming next. And we will be sharing it with you all when we can. So thank you so much for listening. Bye. Later, guys. Bye. 
All right, that's it. As always, thank you guys for listening. And don't forget to tip your waiter and to subscribe and check us out next week (laughs) for a brand new episode. Oh, yeah. And be sure to follow us on social media if you want to slide into our DMs, hire us, or, you know, just shoot the shit. You can find me at I am Erica Noel on Twitter and Instagram. And because I'm awkward, you can find me as The Words Within on IG, and that's Words with a Z. And then you can also find me on Just a Brother on Twitter. Because I'm just a brother. Mm, that's a lot, but okay. It, it is. <laughs> <laughs>